Friday's opening ceremony of the Olympics is expected to feature 20,000 performers, a cavalcade of farmyard animals, and some sophisticated digital technology. The last time London hosted the Games, 1948, things weren't quite so fancy, as the world's Alex Galifant reports from London. Janie Hampton, a historian of the Games, sets the scene at London's old Wembley Stadium. One by one, the teams marched in. They lined up in front of the King. That was King George VI, the father of the current Queen and the subject of the movie The King's Speech. I proclaim open the Olympic Games of London, celebrating as the 14th Olympiad of the modern era. A single torchbearer ran in. They let 7,000 pigeons go, and that was it. Hampton is the author of London Olympics, 1908 and 1948. The 48 Games, she says, were the first big celebration since the end of the Second World War. There was just this wonderful feeling of, hooray, we're at peace, we can just enjoy ourselves. Although those pigeons weren't quite so happy. They were kept in boxes waiting for the big release. And there was a heat wave the day of the opening ceremony, remembered the British 200 metres champion Sylvia Cheeseman talking in 1992. Only half of the pigeons flew away because the other half were dead. Well, these were the make-do games. Like today, they took place in a time of austerity. After six years of war, there wasn't much in Britain to go around. Everyday goods, including food, was strictly rationed. A British adult was allowed to eat 2,500 calories a day, including one egg a week. But British Olympians got more. Extra bread, extra this, that and the other. I think, really, I made the mistake of meticulously eating everything I was supposed to eat and putting on rather a lot of weight. Much of the food was donated. Sandy Duncan was an official who later became secretary of the British Olympic Association. The Dutch gave 100 tonnes of fruit. Czechoslovakia produced mineral water. Everyone pitched in, and they made a virtue of it. Somehow or other, we had to entertain the world with all these difficulties. As it happens, the science of sports nutrition took off at the 1948 Games. There was a British government nutritionist called Dr Magnus Pike. And he and his assistant, Miss Beveridge... Oh, come on, you're making that up. No, I found it in the um, government papers. All right, so what did Dr Pike and Miss Beveridge discover as they took samples from the world's athletes? One example. The Mexicans were found to have eaten rather a lot of tripe, chilies, and beans, and they didn't do so well. My London as the daylight The British singer Vera Lynn kept Britons going during the dark days of war. Things were still kind of dark at the 1948 Games, too. The late Bob Mathias, a U.S. congressman from California, was just 17 when he competed in the decathlon. He recalled the javelin component going late into the evening and the lack of illumination at the center of the field. I remember the English officials had their flashlights that they actually shone on the, on the foul marker. And once you uh, threw the javelin, it'd disappear in the darkness. And then all of a sudden you'd hear it thud at the other end and see a bunch of flashlights running out to where the javelin stuck. Matthias won gold in London. He and the rest of the American team faced competition from 58 other countries in 1948. More than 200 nations are taking part this year. Contemporary Olympic Games are massive, complex enterprises. 
For the organizers, there can be no muddling through or making do, only grand achievement or failure. Still, certain notions persist, such as a warm welcome. In 1948, the then British Prime Minister Clement Attlee broadcast this message on the eve of the games. We wish to do all we can to make the visits of our friends from other countries as happy as possible. Here then are all good wishes to competitors and spectators alike for a successful Olympic Games. That down-to-earth tone will likely be in evidence on Friday at the opening ceremony. London in 2012 isn't able to spend on showmanship what Beijing did four years ago. Perhaps the lesson of 1948 is that it doesn't need to. For the world, I'm Alex Galifant.